Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. You're so excited to come out of the closet. You want to be yourself. You want to go live in the world and just be, be, be who you are. Oh, but wait, how does that affect me and my business? Or how does that affect me if I want to go start a business? Oh, do I need to go back in the closet? I don't know. Do you? That's what we're talking about today on Life Uncloseted. Happy Pride, everyone. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. And as you know, on Life Uncloseted, we tell all kinds of coming out stories. We explore different ways to be out in your world, regardless of sexuality, in your sexuality. We invite everybody to share their stories. And as we wrap up Pride Month, I just felt like we talk about coming out and being yourself and all this sort of stuff. But then what if you have like a bigger dream? What if it's a dream to do something that's beyond the norm and to step out of the cubicles and do something for yourself? And I thought, what a great way to wrap up Pride Month than to talk to somebody who is literally not only as part of our LGBTQ community, but he has stepped out. He's taken a side hustle and created his own business, and he's really helping other entrepreneurs, especially in the health and wellness world, to be themselves, build their businesses, and attract clients to who they are. And he's an out and proud person in our community. His name is Jacob Ratliff, not Ratliffs or Ratcliffs or anything else. His name is Jacob Ratliff, and he is a client attraction coach, entrepreneur, and a proud member of our community. Jacob, welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so looking forward to wrapping up Pride Month with this conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Cool, cool. So now the show is yours. I shut the fuck up and you take it from here. So um, it's all on you, man. You good for that? All right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so um, <laughs> as I alluded to, um, you you had like a little bit of an epiphany, you know, and you're like, hey, I got this side hustle. In fact, Jacob and I have somebody in common, Chris Gillibo. He's been on Chris Gillibo's Side Hustle School podcast and talked through that. And I'd, I'd like, I think that's a great place to start, man, because yes, folks, we're not going to start with the LGBTQ coming out story, but trust us, we're going to incorporate that in. But um, that outreach to Chris was just like, hey, I'd like to do this. And he said yes, right? Yeah. Um, I was in the process of looking at different publications and podcasts that I was interested in and wanted to be involved with. So I sent an email to Chris and I said, hey, I'd love to love to be on your show and talk about my experience. And the answer was yes. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And so talk a little bit about like this side hustle. What was it that you were doing and then what suddenly happened? It took you somewhere completely where you weren't even anticipating probably that it was going to go. Yeah. Um, so I was working in a full-time marketing director position for a um, international health and wellness company. Mm-hmm. And I was enjoying the work, but I was 
mm, not that satisfied or fulfilled, um, you know, just on the, on a day-to-day basis. Geez. I wonder how many people are listening. They're going, (laughs) I hear you, man. I hear you. Right. Exactly. And I, it was kind of an accident, honestly, that really precipitated, you know, me getting to where I am now, which is I had a friend who owns his own business and he sent me a text one day and he said, Hey, I know you're busy. I know you have a full-time job, but I need a little bit of marketing help. Um, Is that something you'd consider doing on the side for me? Um, And I, I didn't really want to say yes, but I said yes anyway, because right. He said yes to the dress in his own world. Exactly. (laughs) And so I started working with him and I, began to realize, wait, I actually am enjoying this work that I'm doing on evenings and on the weekends way more than what I'm doing in my nine to five. Mm-hmm. So I what started a, kind of- Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah, again, <laughs> nothing surprising there. Mm-hmm. So I started to kind of put some feelers out there, you know, kind of do the basic stuff, get a website up, um, you know, seeing who was in my network that might need my support, um, need my skills. And I was so overwhelmed with the response that within about three months, I was basically working two full-time jobs. Um, And then, you know, nine to five, I was um, in my marketing role for this company. And then evenings and weekends, I was working another 40 hours Mm -hmm. for these clients that I was kind of working with, you know, on the side. Um, And I finally decided that, you know, the reason I started doing this freelance stuff was not to just kind of do it on the side forever, but to, you know, do this full time. Mm -hmm. So I took the plunge and I, I left my job. Um, (sighs) Right. And that was, that was like like a clutch your pearls moment right there. Probably. It's like, right. There there was so much fear there. I was so terrified. Um, But I said, you know, I'm, I, first off, I was making more from my freelance clients than I was in the job. So that part was a no brainer, but there was right. still the kind of fear of, oh, well, suddenly I don't have anyone to fall back on. I don't right. have a boss to complain about. Right. Um, well, not only that, but there's, you know, you know, we've been so um, ingrained in our societal ways to, oh, and you won't have benefits and you want to have this and all and 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 those are viable you know concerns obviously folks are not saying ah screw it you'll get by right um but there are these things that suddenly okay i'm going to go do this and then yeah what if what if i don't have a client then what it's a constant hustle 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 but i feel like you probably have learned what so many of us have learned that there's some there's definite freedom and there's motivation that comes along with this as well There is. And, you know, in that first year, it was hustle, hustle, hustle. Of course. And I was, I was so exhausted and starting to get burned out, but it's what I've realized is is it's not always hustle, hustle, hustle. And that I am not in hustle mode anymore. Right. And then once, once you do establish yourself in that way, um, that some security does start to show up. And it's not as um, volatile as it was when you first getting started. Well, and part of it too, at least what I discovered is if I make it volatile, it's going to be volatile. 
if I embrace it and go with the hustle and I'm like, cool, this is part of what it's all about. This is what we do. We get energized by this and all that sort of stuff. Then it's just part of what keeps me motivated. You know, if I don't have that mental mindset, which is really what it is, you, you, none of it. I don't think Jacob and I either one are going to say this is a cakewalk. It's not a cakewalk, but it's all in your own mind. You've got to have the mindset of, okay, cool. I can do this. But if you don't believe you can do it, that's probably going to be the first thing that's going to literally take you down to your knees. Yeah. And someone told me about a year ago, and they said something like, you know, the process of growing a business is not just the process of growing a business. It's also a massive exercise in personal growth. Yeah. Because, you know, looking back to the times that I've, that I've really struggled in my business, they've all been times where the problem was not me as a professional, me as a marketer, me as a coach. The problem was really what's going on in Jacob's head. Yes. Um, yep. How is Jacob's mindset? Yeah. Because that is ultimately way more important than, you know, whatever marketing tactics you're but, trying out. But here's what's so interesting. <laughs> Let's both just in our own way admit this is where the intersection of coming out of the closet and coming out to go build your business. This is where the intersection happens. So much about coming out of the closet was in our own heads until we finally mm -hmm. came out. And then even then, so much of that experience of being out and proud and everything, a majority of what we experience coming out of our closet as in our sexuality is truly in our own heads. Yes, there's bullshit stuff happening. Other people are saying and stuff, but that should only affect us if we buy into it. And the same applies as in at least, and it sounds like the same thing for you, Jacob, it applies in running your business too. If mm -hmm. you can keep your, if you can keep your head in the right space, you can make this work the same way about if you can keep your head in the right space about coming out to say I'm gay, bi, trans, pan, whatever, the, all the beautiful, you know, alphabet letters we have, you can move it from your head to your heart and into your life. Absolutely. And, you know, hearing you talk, I'm realizing this really interesting connection that I've never thought about before, which is when I left my job to start my business and the process of telling people that's what I was doing, telling my boss, my family members, friends, everyone, there was the, the reactions were actually really similar to, you know, little 15 year old Jacob saying, yep. I'm gay. Right. Um, maybe some skepticism, some, you know, oh, it's a phase or, right. exactly. oh, you're gay. Right. Um, oh, you're starting a business. Okay. Mm hmm. It's the same very, thing. very similar. You know, it's so interesting because this, this is, you know, we're probably going back 10 years now or more actually. Well, not more. So 2013, 2014 is when I started dabbling in this speaking world that I play in. And the first speech was everybody's got closets. And then we're kind of like, mm, we're going to shelf that for a little bit just because we weren't quite there as a society yet. I mean, it was kind of, you know, some people were starting to use, oh yeah, it's like coming out of the closet for this or whatever. And I'm glad I, I kind of stuck with it because that's exactly why I came up with the talk that's called coming out to be an entrepreneur, because it is the parallel. People are going to mm -hmm. tell you, you can't be that. What are you doing? You're going to risk everything. You're going to ruin your life. You're blah, 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 blah. And if you think about what went through your own head, 
it is exactly the same stuff when we came out of the closet about our sexuality. Okay, maybe not 100% exact, you know, uh, starting your own business isn't like, oh, I'm going to you know, find a man with a great, you know, ass and all this stuff. But it kind of is because the great ass that you want in a man or a great looking guy is the great looking business and the, and the cool business that you're building. It's that thing you most want to bring into your life. And I think a lot of people miss this piece. And it's yeah. also something I think a lot of people miss, uh, in, you know, in your world. But I also think it's in even their careers. It's like come out of the closet and say, yes, I want to go do this career. Or yes, I want to go for that promotion or whatever. But as soon as these things come up, especially for, I feel like those of us in the LGBTQ space, our little hidden, little Jacob, little Rick, little Sally, little Jennifer shows up because our coming out experience, the tentacles have gone so deep, but we don't realize it until, oh, I'm going to go do this thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, what are you doing? You can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. And the voice shows up again. Yeah, that was, that was actually exactly my experience in that, you know, after I came out while I was in high school, I, and, and then all through college, I was always the, the confident queer guy. I was always, you know, that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't until really in the last two years that I started to realize, you know, wait, I think some of the things that are going through my head, some of the ways that I'm showing up are influenced by this. Yep. Because because I thought I was in the space of, oh, like, I don't even really think about my sexual identity. Right. Um, which I realized now was just a load of bullshit. Yep. Right. Because all of those experiences were informing how I was showing up. And it wasn't until I started, you know, actually doing some work on that and leaning into um, my queer identity and my identity as a queer entrepreneur that mm-hmm. things started to change for me. Well, it's it's a part of just embracing that all of this is just part of who we are. I mean, every bit of it. I I would have told somebody back in 1999 when I came out of the closet that they... They're absolutely smoking weed if they think I'm going to take my coming out experience and turn it into something that becomes my career. It would have been like, you're insane. I'm bare, I can barely handle the thought that I'm coming out and going through a divorce and, you know, tearing my kids' worlds apart and da 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 You know, at that time, it's like, no. And now here we sit, you know, 20, almost 22 years later, and that's exactly what it turned into. And it's amazing when we can create this interconnection to what we've gone through. And I know some people go, yeah, but that's what we all do. Yes, I get it. But really think deeply. And this is why I wanted to have Jacob on the podcast was, I think this is a beautiful tie into if you think deeply about your coming out experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, and think about how it actually influences so much of what you do today in so many aspects of your life, if you can start using those thoughts for powerful empowerment spaces, you can move mountains in any aspect of your world. So what's been the biggest like challenge for you when you finally realize, okay, you reach out to Chris Gillibo, you talk about this side hustle thing, you start to see this, you start doing some stuff on the side. What was the biggest challenge that you finally said, okay, I can move forward. I can go do this. What was that scariest moment for you? 
the the scariest moment was this kind of it's at one point feeling a little bit discouraged about um you know feeling like I was doing all this work and that I was putting in like 10 units of work 10 units of energy and getting out maybe one unit of result mm-hmm. and it was it's pretty demoralizing right that's not what we want to see. We want to see the opposite. We want to put one unit of work in and get 10 units of result. Exactly. But, and I started to realize that the reason that that was happening had nothing to do with kind of the surface level, you know, what I'm doing on a daily basis. What it really had to do with was that there are these two versions of myself Mm -hmm. that I was kind of switching between. I was switching between this like professional business entrepreneur, Jacob, and this gay as fuck Jacob, mm-hmm. because this gay as fuck Jacob, like if you look at my life, the people that I surround myself with, uh-huh. we're all, we're all super queer. I live a very super queer life. <laughs> and on the other hand, that was not translating into my business. It felt like I was, you know, in some ways stuck wearing a, you know, white dress shirt and a tie kind of feeling a little bit suffocated there because I was trying to fit into this like version of professional Jacob that I thought I should be. Right. And what that meant was that the clients that I was attracting weren't actually people I wanted to work with. They weren't people whose values aligned with mine. Um, I wasn't in the closet, you know, right. as far as my sexuality, which means, you know, if it, if it came up, I would be up front. But there was always this, always this piece in the back of my mind that was thinking, you know, if it came up that I was that I was queer, I don't think this person will be okay with that. Right. And that never happened, but it was still always in the back of my mind. And it wasn't until I started to, you know, try to bring those two versions of myself together mm-hmm. that I was actually able to overcome that. And things just started falling into place. It's really interesting to hear you say that. Because this was something that it took me a few years to really get, you know, I came, you know, I came into my coaching practice back in 2009. I remember walking in to the first coach training and they're like, so what do you want to coach on and who do you want to be? And I'm listening to all these people and they're kind of like, you know, I just want to help people live a really fabulous life and da da I'm like, okay, that's nice, you know, and I'm kind of being my own little bitch in my head about this, mm-hmm. like, but then when it came my turn, they're like, so what about you, Rick? And I said, I coach gay, I coach men in midlife to come out of the closet with dignity and respect. I mean, I nailed it. You know, they, I would have got a sachet off the <laughs> stage from RuPaul's like, wow, he really knew what the hell he was talking about. Right. But here's the interesting piece of that. Throughout the years that I've run my business, I have literally shied away from that at times like, okay, well, but I really want to do this or I really want to do this because I go chase the bright, shiny object thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But yet every time I come back to center and every time I own, like even this podcast that I own, that I'm going to be a sassy bitch on my podcast. I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to invite people to be who they want to be. When I come back to center as I'm that guy, I, yes, I have a broader brand of helping people come out of the closets of their life and live unapologetically, but I can't shy away from at the core is me helping men in midlife come out of the closet with dignity and respect. Now just change the noun, helping business owners, da, 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 you know, helping entrepreneurs. 
but it's so important to own your truth, mm-hmm. own your focus. And I bet for you, Jacob, you've seen that same thing that if you don't own the focus of this is what I help people do, this is how I help people. That's when you start to wander all over the outback and you get lost. You can get like suddenly your business sucks and you're going, gosh, why can't I make things happen? Yeah. So, I mean, I help people with their client attraction, I help people with their marketing, but that's not really what it's about. It's when, you know, like you said, when you come back to center, for me, it's really about helping LGBT people share their gifts with the world mm-hmm. because, you know, the world needs what we have to offer. And, you know, whenever I, you know, find myself following whatever that shiny object is or whatever new approach or whatever, yep. you know, coming back to center or is, you know, does this help me live out that mission of helping my fellow queer folks share their gifts with the world? Well, and it's so important. I, and I, you know, just anybody who's listened to this podcast has probably heard me tell this story. So I'll try to keep it really short, but a friend of mine and I, we went through the coaching program pretty close to the same time. She was a step ahead and we weren't friends at the time. And then we've since become friends and she's slaying it. I mean, she still slays it with her coaching practice. And I'm so proud of her. Uh, her name's Marnie Batista. She's the dating with dignity coach and she lives in Los Angeles. And I mean, she's built a beautiful little empire. She's where I don't want to be. I don't want to be quite where she's at. <laughs> and I totally own that. And that was a piece of realization too, that I had to get to. But we were working together at our coaching school, training other coaches a couple of weekends. And, you know, she basically told me, Rick, you have to own it. And boy, it pissed me off. Man, it just like, I'm owning it. You know, da, 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 who are you? And don't make me get my gay nails out and scratch a bitch, you know. <laughs> and um, then the next year, she kind of said the same thing. And that's when it kind of woke me up. And it was so interesting to see that happen. Because when I said, okay, yes, I'm going to own this. This is who, who I am. That's when the podcast came along. That's when being on national TV came along. That's when my book started, you know, like coming together. That's when I started actually attracting clients that I wanted to attract. And I went through a phase, man. I, I could have used you like, you know, 12 years ago, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, whatever it was, <laughs> because I was like, I can't I seem to attract the right clients. I can't get the guys who can actually pay me. I feel for them because I want to help them, but it's just this interesting space. So when you work with people that you're trying to help them through this, I would assume that one of the biggest challenges they have is getting out of their own way. Getting out of their own way. And you know, exactly what you said, which is owning it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. when they own it, when they, one of the ways that I think about when uh, owning it is, taking this kind of radical responsibility, taking this radical responsibility for your life, for the results you get, for the results that your clients get. When you take responsibility for all those things, that's owning it. And Mm -hmm. that's getting out of your own way. But so many people don't, I, I don't know that they get that. And I'm not saying that because I think they're dumbasses. That's not it. Yeah. I'm saying that because there's something scary about owning it. I mean, the moment I said that first time I help men in midlife come out of the closet with dignity and respect, I'm like, yes, but I didn't own it. I like, I said it perfectly. So I got the A from the teacher that day. Right. But the more I had to lean into it and I had to go, yes, I want any guy who's coming to work with me. 
I want you to come out of the closet, first of all, with dignity and respect for yourself. And if that's not what you want, then I'm, I'm not your coach. Let's just, we're going to be really real about that. And the more I leaned into that and the more I started to own it, I saw other things. I saw how I could be a sassy bitch on my podcast and go, okay, let's get real here, guys. If you're just going to go out and do this, this, and this, you're going to lay everything that comes along and then expect that because you've been married all these years and you got the right to do this. Yeah, you do have a right to do that because I want you to go explore, but do not put that over on this other person that was a part of your life for 10, 20 years as your spouse and say, now it's my turn. Now there's some nuances to that whole conversation (laughs) too, but it's such an interesting thing that when you begin to own who you are, and now I coach speakers, I coach speakers constantly building their speaking businesses. And I actually say, if you don't own your message, you don't have a message. Yeah. I mean, it is full on karate kid Yoda, you know, do, you know, do or do not, there is no try. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Half-assing it just doesn't work. And we kind of know when we're half-assing it because we don't want to, It from what I've seen in my own experience has been not wanting to be on the hook mm-hmm. or, you know, not wanting to accept that responsibility because, you know, that is a challenge to me to show up as the best version of myself and to fully show up for my clients. Well, it's scary to show up. It's scary to show up. I mean, let's just really nut it down. It is scary to show up and to take a stand, which again, kind of ties back to the whole coming out process. It is scary to say I'm gay. It is scary to say I'm a lesbian. It's scary to say I'm transgender. Yet, the moment we say it and we own it is when our truth shows up. Now, does, does that mean it's going to be a cakewalk? Hell no. <laughs> but again, if we lean into that experience that we had and go, okay, so I did that. How similar is owning this in this situation? And how can I draw upon what I've already done to make this work in this current situation because we've all already done this it's such an interesting concept when you really think about it we've all already come out of the closet for about so many different things if we just lean back into what we've already done before that doesn't mean don't try the new stuff but it's not that difficult to say i'm going to go build my business what's difficult is actually sticking to it and getting it done And I think this is the interesting space where like what you do in your coaching and helping people realize it's about attracting the clients. It's about saying the right things. It's about meeting them in their emotional space of who they are and what they want to accomplish. And it's hard for people to realize that if you really look around you, everything, everything we as consumers consume is because at some, in some way, what we consume, and I'm not just talking about eating, what we consume and purchase is done from an emotional space in our world, plain and simple. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing for us to carry forward as out entrepreneurs is to realize, bring that heart-centered tug into your work. So for you, what is the thing that you feel like most entrepreneurs, other than what we already talked about, you know, they miss owning it, they miss the message. What is something else that you feel like 
holds people back from just taking this plunge? Like, okay, I'm going to go do this. I think the biggest thing that, that holds people back um, and that, you know, every, everyone, including myself, you know, at this point should be in tune with is connecting process and result. Hmm. A lot of us, you know, think we're on the right path, maybe doing the right things um, to get to, you know, some result, whether that's building a business, uh, right. for example. And a lot of times the disconnect is between those two things is that either the process, the path that you're following just doesn't lead to the result that you want. Right. Or the result that you want isn't actually the result that you thought you wanted. But don't you think, don't you think Jacob, it, the result is sometimes a misguided result. You haven't gotten really super clear. You oh, say absolutely. this is what you want, but it, you haven't got it concreted. So yes, it's, let's just kind of nut this down. Yeah. So Wanna, if you go, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Cause I think yeah, we're so on the you, same path here. <laughs> yeah. If you say you're going to go start a business, you're not going to start a business. Right. If you say that you're going to go help entrepreneurs attract more clients using some specific approach and that you know what success looks like, success looks like, you know, regularly attracting your own clients and helping them achieve results, you're much likelier to get there. Yep. Because you know, and you know what it looks like once you've gotten there. But you have to define what you want it to look like once you've gotten there. This is where I think so many people miss this in everything they do in life, but especially if you're going to go start a business and, you know, I'm going to become a professional speaker, I'm going to become a coach, or I'm going to go build my health and wellness, um, you know, online course and everything. Great. So when that's done, what does that yield? Mm -hmm. What's the, what's the revenue? What's the lifestyle? What's the, uh, you know, the impact you're having in the world? How do you want to feel? How much do you want to be working? You know, what is, what comes after that? These are all questions. <laughs> so you can tell I've coached people around this too. It's like, <laughs> you have to get beyond like, okay, I'm going to start this business. Now I'm going to sit back and, you know, eat bonbons and play on scruff and grinder all day long. No, <laughs> that's not what this is all about. Well, it can be, but it's not the end result is you got to get really, really clear. Yeah. I know we, for me, if I, if I don't say I'm, uh, so I have, you know, I have a full-time coaching quote job, so to speak, um, where I'm very dedicated as a, an, a, as a team member for this other coaching company, <clears throat> but in my own world, and that's part of what I commit to. I'm doing that as a commitment to this. There's a specific dollar amount I get out of that. There's specific hours I want. It's a specific thing that it adds to my life, but on my personal front, I'm committed to 10 clients, um, uh, 10 clients a week. I know that it generates X number of dollars. And when those dollars and those clients are part of the equation, I feel fulfilled in helping my fellow LGBTQ individuals be who they are in the world. I experience great freedom of building a nest egg of money that is for everything else in my life outside of what the quote job does for me. And it gives me that sense of I'm having impact in the world because, and I, this is all written out. This is literally all written out in what, like my business plan. This is what this is all about. But I think so many people miss this. And we like 
we like to stay in vague terms rather than getting specific because it's more comfortable. It's safer. Well, it's safer. And, and then if we don't, if it doesn't happen, then it's like, oh, well, I tried. Really? <laughs> which is where it comes back to responsibility. Yes. Because if something's vague, if you don't know what it is, you can't take responsibility for it. Well, and, and it kind of put, it kind of gets you off the hook, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I guess, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. Well, okay. And if I'm sure if you were our clients, both Jacob and I would say, and why didn't it work out? <laughs> you don't get to just say it didn't work out. Really? Why didn't it work out? Let's get clear. Because this is where we hurt ourselves, in my opinion. If we don't get very clear, you don't have anybody else to blame but yourself. Plain and simple. So what is something that you feel like if you could, let, let's just really dive in here to our LGBTQ family, because that's, you know, we're pride month. So let's really dig in here. I'm an LGBTQ person. I really want to do something, but I keep finding myself holding back. What would you encourage them to do? I think, I, I think I would encourage them to, to take it, to take a step back and to, start thinking, you know, a little, a little critically about, you know, first what, what they think might be holding them back. Is it fear? And if so, you know, where's that fear coming from? What, what is that fear? Is it, is it rational or is it irrational fear? You know, what is it you want? Right. And not this, this is the piece where, you know, being abstract and really vague can actually, um, be really helpful, I think, because this is where kind of diving into what it, what is my purpose in being here? And then from there, getting more specific and to treat it all as an experiment. That's probably the number one thing is treat everything as an experiment. Even to this day, everything I do, I treat it as an experiment. Um, you know, sometimes it's for shits and giggles. Sometimes it's for something deeper. It's about my business. It's about my relationships. Yep. But having that kind of constant experimental approach to everything to see what happens, to be curious. Well, there's something about releasing stress and anxiety too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that if you, if you make this an exper experiment, it's not as stressful. It could be depending on who you are, but it could, it, it's mostly not as stressful. In fact, Elizabeth Gilbert, uh, eat, pray, love Elizabeth Gilbert. Not like I know her, but I, I'm a big fan. I've read her books. <laughs> Liz, you know, yeah, you know, Liz. You with her last no, week. yeah, yeah. I just, her and I were talking right before we hopped on here to record this, but in her book, big magic, which I highly recommend any entrepreneur that's going to go build something, even if you're not like the creative, you know, I don't want to hear anybody say, I'm not creative. Bullshit and fuck you. We are all creative in our own ways. But in her book, she talks about the moment we make our art responsible for our living is the moment we lose our art. And I thought, and I paraphrased that because she gave me permission while we we're having coffee to paraphrase yeah. that. Um, but it's always been something that's stuck in my mind, obviously, because I brought it up on this podcast. I brought it up on other ones too. But I think this is the place where give yourself permission to be the experiment. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean, okay, I'm going to quit my job and go do this right now? 
Well, only you know if you can actually do that. <laughs> but when you give yourself to say, I'm going to put myself, quote unquote, in the Petri dish and see how this might feel. From Again, from my perspective, this is when you're going to ease some pain and challenge and everything else. Because now it's not like, oh, this has to pay the bills and this has to do and I think from your experience, like what you did with side hustle, and then suddenly you're like, okay, I think I'm, we're ready to go. Now, for some people, that may not be the route they take. They may just like, nope, I'm going to dive in. Let's just do this. Screw this. I'm going to make this happen. Great. You do you, boo, and you know, go do it. The thing that I think both Jacob and I are trying to bring forward here is look at truly <laughs> the little messages in your head that are saying, I can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Because even though those messages may have been something you heard somebody else say, if you're embracing it and you're allowing that to be the thing that keeps you stuck, hate to say it, friend, that's on you. That is not on anybody else. And you can move it forward if you choose to, but you got to choose to. Any other words of wisdom from what I just babbled on about there, Jacob? I think, I think you summed it up pretty well. And um, I think, I think old Liz's book is right behind me on my bookshelf. And mm -hmm. I, I second you there. Definitely, definitely recommend uh, checking it out. It, yeah. And, 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 you know, there's just so many, um, another one that I highly recommend since we're on the book thing is the one <laughs> thing I can't think of the name of the author right now, but check that one out too, because here's what I, I can guarantee you. And Jacob will probably back me up on this. The thing that'll screw you up the most if you decide to take this beautiful leap of faith is you go, you'll be trying to do 150 billion things at once. Focus on the one thing that drives everything forward. Yeah. I know that these podcasts drive everything forward with getting me potential clients as a coach. And, and it's proof positive. Every time I get on a call with somebody, I'm like, so how'd you hear about me? I listened to your podcast. I read your book. I listened to your podcast. I read your book. I listened to your podcast, read your book. Okay, I saw you on Scruff. No, I'm kidding. But well, you could have. But you know, it's just it's such an interesting thing to see where people really do once you get that one thing. And mm -hmm. I consistently tie this and, and I hope that those of you who've wonderfully taken the time out of your pride celebrations to be here with us during this time that you're listening to us, realize that the more you can focus, the more you can give yourself the room. And the more you trust the process, hint, hint, just like you trust the process of coming out of the closet, you can get to where you want to go without, well, I'm not going to say without any work, because that would be like contradictory to what I <laughs> preach. Like it's going to, it's going to bust your ass, but you're going to make it happen. So, um, yeah. so if anybody wants to connect up with you, man, we're going to have everything on the website to connect with Jacob, but let's give a quick shout out to your website and just another quick, like quick description of what you really help people do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as Rick said earlier, I am a client attraction coach and I work primarily with um, LGBT entrepreneurs and coaches um, in the health, wellness, and personal growth space. Um, and I help them really create this process for consistently attracting new clients without, without a whole lot of ad spend. Um, because don't like giving my money to Mark Zuckerberg personally. Thank you um, very much. And you can check me out on Facebook or you can hop on my website at jacobratliff.com. Awesome. 
So happy Pride, everybody, right? Happy Pride. Yeah, go out there, enjoy. I know it's the end of the month, so you probably have prided, prided out. But um, I hope this conversation inspires many of you, or at least one of you, even if one of you like, okay, I'm going to go kick ass now. I'm going to be great. We would love to do that. If either Jacob or myself can help you through that process. Mm-hmm. It is a great roller coaster ride. I don't think either one of us are going to bullshit you on that. It's a roller coaster <laughs> of a ride, but um, there's so much beauty that comes out of it. And, you know, I know some of you have heard me say, well, but Rick, now you say you've got a full-time gig. Yes. I consciously stepped into that full-time gig because it fits with what I'm still being able to do as myself, as an entrepreneur. So um, thanks again, buddy, for being here. I love this yeah, conversation. Thank you so much for having and me. Um, I just love your energy. I love what you're doing out there and, and keep doing what you're doing. And all the rest of you, go do what you want to do. This is the time. This is the moment for you to step into who you are. As you all know, I want you to embrace a no fears, no excuses, no apologies sort of life. And whether that's coming out of the closet in your sexuality or stepping out to go build your business, dump those excuses, face your fears and build that business without apologies. Thanks for being here, everybody. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change your life. In fact, if you really want to change your life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping in to living your life uncloseted.